What's up, everyone? It's Steinfeld Talks. I am here with my friend, Christian LeBoy. What's up, Christian? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Just got back from the lab recently in the middle of an experiment. But all right. How the, how the rats doing right now? Uh, they're, they're doing all right. They're pressing the levers, pulling the chains for the most part. It's like kind of a weird thing happened where every once in a while, a rat, so... I haven't really described what I do on this podcast, actually. I'm a grad student and I run experiments on rats in, uh, related to learning theory and behavior. So basically the rats press a lever, pull a, ch a chain, and they get food. But I feel like on its own, just describing and talking about all the stories you have of your job is a podcast of its own. I really don't have that many. <laughs> you definitely have some interesting things that have happened to you, especially when it came to some events of how you had to dispose of some of the rats. Yeah, we have to kill the rats sometimes. I do believe you botched it once. <laughs> no, I'm pretty good at that, at that usually. Maybe no. when I was an undergrad and I was working with mice, but no, I, I think I've been pretty, uh, pretty good at, at euthanasia. I've always done it pretty humanely. All right, that's um, pretty good then. I, I did not expect that to come up. Um, anyways, what I was getting at, so sometimes marginally weird things happen and this rat just stopped pressing the lever so like she'd been fine the past few days she pressed the lever get get her food and she just stops and like sometimes the rats just have weird days and it, that just gets me thinking about like how in science we're trying to chase down these like perfect effects and like every thing should have a cause so like nothing should happen randomly but like there's just randomness and like free will I guess that's kind of a loaded word even among rats like I guess that kind of is an argument for free will that like this rat even though she knows she can press the food for lever for, sorry press the lever for food she deliberately chooses not to and I don't know an argument against free will that really Every, I mean, even animals have personalities. I guess so. They have their own instincts and things. I mean, sometimes they may just not even feel like doing it, I would guess. I mean, yeah. I put her back in an hour later and she was fine again. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, you, you have a cat. I'm sure there are days where your cat just doesn't listen or pay attention at all. It never listens to me. <laughs> My dog doesn't either. Sydney has become so stubborn in her old age. Oh, how is Sydney? I haven't seen her in a while. Sydney's good. Here, she's down here. Oh. Can you see her? Oh, yeah, she's just vegging out. Yep, she does a lot of that these days. Um, she's about 14 now, I believe. And Jeez, she is so goddamn stubborn. Really? Yeah, she... <laughs> like, when, I, when I'm walking her, I, I like to walk her off leash. And it used to be, like, when I called her over, she would come, and now she just doesn't care. <laughs> is she having some sort of maybe hard of hearing? I mean, she is up there now. I don't think so, because she <clears throat> looks at me. I think oh, she, she just, just actively chooses to ignore yeah, it. I think she just doesn't <laughs> care what I say anymore. <laughs> uh, no, but I do actually remember, like, uh, any time, any of the few times that we went out, uh, you know, hiking in the woods and things like that, Sydney would just walk with us, and you never even have to bother with the leash at all. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's always been good like that. I do remember about that time where she did fall off a tree. <laughs> there, that was pretty awful. Yeah. That was so sad, and then we got stuck in the rain. And you left the sunroof open. And I left the sunroof open. Uh-huh. Drenched. That was... 
that just everything about that trip was memorable. I, I, I really, even though it was a pretty bad experience, I enjoyed all of it. <laughs> it was a fun day. The, the weather was like perfect right up until it started pouring, which was so weird. Well, that's when they fight. Uh, that's when they put in the air raid siren. We were coming up the mountain. And we heard uh, the lake was drained, if I remember. Yeah, the lake was drained. We were about halfway up the mountain, and next thing you know, we heard an air raid siren, and then immediately water started rushing down the mountain, and it was just falling down heavily on us. I don't even remember the siren. Oh, I remember the siren. I, I was because <laughs> it, it reminded me of Silent Hill, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's about to happen." <laughs> All right, so I, I know you had a, a specific topic that you wanted to um, kind of that you wanted to talk about. You want to dive in there, or should we um, should we banter more about um, our own personal stories that people don't know anything about? <laughs> hey, on the on the other topic is just talking stories about you as a podcast on its own. But if we if we do anything like if we do anything like that, I feel like we should definitely bring on all of our friends who have definitely known you the longest. We yeah. got to bring in Matt. We got to bring in Grant. We got to bring in, uh, I believe Alec as well. Alec definitely has stories with you. Roman. We got definitely mm -hmm. stories with yeah. Roman. That would be interesting. Yeah, I, I know he was on last week's too. podcast. Um, <laughs> now, at, at some point, I would like to be the host on my own podcast, or the, the guest as guest? Well, the host on my own podcast. If that's the case, then we definitely got to make Matt the host while you are the guest. Well, I'm, I'm having him on uh, this week. I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to give up that power. <laughs> all right fair enough uh well i guess if if nothing else we can get into it mm -hmm. uh how familiar are you with uh you play games from time to time right um i play tetris on my phone all right that answers that question <laughs> <laughs> i right, so, don't have a an, a gaming system hmm, that's fair but i i read the articles and saw the youtube videos you sent me perfect but de definitely go uh in in depth for anyone who's listening that doesn't um know about this that's fair i mean mainly because the reason is that uh well i personally don't play this game myself i just but i already know a lot about it mainly because you just can't escape it all right i was worried that you played this game oh like, are, are you a 12 year old boy uh to my knowledge no <laughs> uh but well i for one i'm gonna state this now I hate Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> everything about it, everything that it did to the gaming industry, I hate it. <laughs> but to be fair, I did also participate in a game that was similar to that. Have you ever played Overwatch or at least heard of Overwatch? Uh, I probably heard of it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a similar in concept, not exactly the same, but it's also a game. Uh, League of Legends. You ever played? Uh, you heard of League of Legends? I, I know what it is. Okay. Well, think but about no. a first-person shooter, League of Legends type of deal. You got your heroes and things like that, and you're fighting to get a control of base or points or desk. Well, I did not realize how competitive of a person I was. So uh, Overwatch made me into a terrible person. Really? <laughs> yes. I what had was to, this? Uh, that was when Overwatch came out. I think it was I don't know what that is. <laughs> that <laughs> had to be about three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I was in college. I was uh, playing Overwatch competitively. I was doing uh, the... The, the tournaments that they would have really? every season. Yeah. And I would get so angry when teammates did something stupid or I started losing. I was getting very salty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and eventually I just started realizing this game is making me a bad person. I need to stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so after around that period, I just 
stopped playing that game entirely. I don't even touch, I never even once touched Fortnite, so I don't even know. Uh, I already seen from some of the videos online of people playing it that it can be a very toxic game. And right. there are a lot of 12 year olds saying they're gonna fuck my mother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, well, like I stated, like, how well do you know Fortnite, like from what you understand? Um, I know there are dances. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I can't seem to quite grasp it whenever I watch someone play it. Yeah, no, I grasp it. I just, it really seems like a game for kids. Yeah. Uh, but if anyone doesn't know, uh, Fortnite is a battle royale game. Essentially, you are put in a massively multiplayer online game whereby you and a hundred people are trying to become the last team or the last person standing. Okay. And somehow, some way, this ended up becoming one of the most popular games in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. This game, it looks... Uh, you know what? I, I can't judge it. If somebody enjoys the game, I can't tell them that... Stop having fun. If you enjoy yeah. the game and play it, all power to you. Me personally, it looks terrible. It plays terrible, <laughs> and it just everything about that game just seems like it's something from meme culture. Um, I don't know how to comment on that. Sorry. <laughs> that 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 is fair. All right. Uh, but you also know about like uh, how familiar are you with in-game purchases? I know you can you could buy things in a game, like unlock characters or weapons or stats or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of becoming the thing nowadays, especially with mobile games, is that you can just pay a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and they'll give you fake currency that you can spend in the game to get either something to make yourself better, things in Fortnite, like getting different dances or different <laughs> things. or You have to... You have to pay for the dances? I believe some of them. I'm not too familiar wow. with the game. I could be wrong. I just definitely okay. know that cosmetics, appearances, things like that, you, you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Some of them come free. Uh, in Overwatch, since I wasn't big in that, there was a lot of... Um, every season, they would release like different sort of like character packs. So mm -hmm. they'll be like, here's the Halloween costume for this character, or here's the Christmas costume. Oh, mm -hmm. it's Chinese New Year. Here's the Chinese New Year costume. Wow, they, they, they really, uh, they, they cover their bases culturally, I guess. Oh, yeah, but they're just doing it to milk as much money as physically possible. I mean, because that's can... where most of the people in the world are, China. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so in Fortnite, like I stated before, you can buy, current, uh, you can buy stuff in-game purchases. All of it, you have to pay with real money so you can get fake currency called V-Bucks. Technically, real money is fake money anyway. That's also fair. Anyway, and uh, let's see here. Now, Fortnite is a free-to-play game. You can just download it for free. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay the $60 that most people do when you buy a new game. So that's why it appeals a lot to children who don't have jobs, don't have money. They can just buy the game. It's for free. They can get it. No problem. That actually leads to another topic of discussion if we ever do another podcast about the problem of in-game purchases and illegal gambling that many states are now starting, really? actually many countries are now starting to ban stuff happening because there's a loot box system in the game, not in Fortnite, but in many games online, especially EA is a very big perpetrator of this, is online gambling to kids. Wow. 
Yeah. I have no idea about that. Countries have started banning uh, loot boxes and, th- and different things of that nature because kids started throwing in real money <laughs> of their parents' money. And even actually adults with some gambling, uh, gambling addictions and gambling problems yeah. are also tossing in thousands of dollars into trying to get their favorite sports character in like FIFA, FIFA Ultimate or things like that. Or uh, in a, in a, what's it called? A NBA, NBA 2K. So, uh, like right now, I think, actually, I think he, he, there's a bill that's starting to be proposed in the United States as well to just to start banning or start regulating the this, this system. But that's a different topic of conversation. Yeah, but we, we can definitely get back to that. You can definitely hit that one up again. But I guess it's stated Fortnite's a free to play game, but it's also on mobile devices. You can get them on Apple phones or Android phones. Now, the thing is that when you host a, a, an application on something like on Apple or Android, any in-game purchases, a cut has to be given to Apple or a cut has to be given to Android. Um, 30%, 30% is what? Yep. 30%, 30% is what's basically their take. I mean, they're giving you the option to host it on their site. So they just want a little kickback. So that makes sense. Granted, 30% seems pretty high, especially all things considering. So what Fortnite, dec- uh, correction, Epic Games, what Epic Games decided to do is they wanted to bypass And Epic system. Games is the game company that produces Fortnite? That's correct, yes. Epic Games produces Fortnite, and they are also the major developer of the Unreal Engine. And that's something we'll get to a little bit later on. Okay. Yeah, but that's basically... I, I, I should just, uh, I'll, just, well, we, we did talk about this a bit. This is totally outside of my realm of any sort of knowledge. I don't play video games. So okay. I... <laughs> No problem. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn a lot today. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm probably me, uh, me and uh, Josh. I don't know who else are probably the biggest gamers in our friend group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So basically Apple charges 30% for any in-game purchases. So what Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite decided to do is that they installed an update into the game. That way you can bypass that 30% and it, it would even actually be cheaper to buy these in-game purchases. So instead of paying like $9, you'd be paying $7. So they're trying to tell you that the savings is gonna be passed on to you. Epic Games gets that money directly to them and no money is gonna be going to Apple. Mm-hmm. As you can probably guess, Apple was not very much too happy like that uh, about that because it basically just voided their terms of agreement. Yeah. And because of that, they issued a warning, but ultimately they remove Fortnite from their from their from their stores and then it just started a whole shit ton of fuckery that i just absolutely love because it, it's 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 so funny to watch these two gigantic corporations these mm-hmm. massive businesses throwing hissy fits at each other. yep <laughs> it, it it is hilarious honestly when it comes to this when it comes to this story when i was when i just heard about it a couple weeks ago i was just like you know that line from Godzilla, let them fight? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt on this one. <laughs> Just let them fight. I don't care who wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, these right, ma- so, so yeah. I know Epic filed a lawsuit against um, Apple. And, the, and they filed one um, against Google. Uh, because right. the, the same thing happened on Android devices. They got kicked off of um off of the android devices 
Yeah, no, that's uh, that's kind of something that happened a little bit later on. And say, well, while they're doing this whole lawsuit thing, and Apple started, uh, and Epic started just going all social media against this, especially Tim Sweeney, who is the owner of Epic Games, just going on Twitter rants like Donald Trump does all the time about this whole situation. Epic Games decides to double down after already getting banned on Apple. Mm-hmm. They decided to do the same update on all Android phones. As a response, of course, even though Google wasn't charging them that much, I don't know what their percentage was. I thought it was the same. No, it wasn't 30%. Uh, Apple, uh, correction, Google is uh, a little bit less. They're mm-hmm. not as, they, they have more leeway. They were, they, there is more work around with Google. But they decided to say fuck it, and they did it anyway to Google as well. And of mm-hmm. course, Google in kind has to respond by banning them as well. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I don't support any of these companies when it comes to what it comes to their practices. So it's just a bunch of people throwing hissy fits against each other. Yeah. So as you stated before, eventually this led to Epic Games to sue Apple completely. So they're just suing Apple, claiming that they have a monopoly over app distribution on, on, on Apple phones, on all, all, any, all Apple devices. Mm-hmm. And so they started this large, massive marketing campaign against Apple. So I'm pretty sure you've probably seen the commercial of uh, back in the day, the 1984 Apple Macintosh computers. Um, I actually hadn't seen that until I started, until yesterday when I watched those videos you sent me. Uh, My first experience with that was actually when Futurama spoofed it. Oh yeah, it's a very, it's a very memorable commercial yeah. from back in the day. It's just 1984. I actually don't even remember what Apple was protesting against with the, with their original 1984 commercial. Mm-hmm. But as they did, like, well, I don't think they were really protesting anything specifically. They were just saying 1984 won't be like 1984. Ah, okay. Well, I I seen the commercial a few times, but I never actually gone into a deep dive of what they were trying to say with that commercial. But mm-hmm. as stated, it's a pretty well-spoofed commercial. It's, it's been, people have been joking about it for years. as a little thing here and there. But uh, Epic Games decided to do, uh, they released that commercial online. And they even started holding 1984, Break Free Fortnite, hashtag Break Free Fortnite. And they started host, hosting events, just dissing Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to a lawsuit and they want to actually even be back on the, on the Apple devices, you figure not insulting the people who are going to be hosting your apps is going to be the best way to go about it. Yeah. And also, like I said before, this game is meant for kids, or at least the majority of the audience is kids. Mm-hmm. Why would they know what 1984 Apple Macintosh commercial is? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, we're back where we end up. Uh, yeah, like I said it before, Epic Games, they're starting to have a massive marketing campaign against, uh, against Apple and things like that. And as stated before, they decided to double down on it. They decided to do the same thing to Google, to the Google Play Store. So they decided to update their game, actually even secretly, because apparently even Google didn't know that they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. They updated their game secretly. And they also decided to bypass Google's, uh, Google, just Google's process entirely. So Google's not getting any, any money off of this either. Yeah. So when this happened... Of course, Google had to respond and they even issued a statement that's located in the article. They never actually copied it, but they did state that their hands were kind of tied in the situation. They, that Epic Games violated their terms of service mm-hmm. and they're going to have to remove it. So then, of course, freaking Epic Games decided, you know what, we're going to sue Google too. <laughs> so now yeah. Epic Games 
while it is a, a very large company and also making a lot of money off of Fortnite, they're making a lot of money off of that. They're trying to sue two gigantic corporations. Mm -hmm. It's like David versus Goliath over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't outspend in courts, Apple or Google. They're, they're just mm -hmm. going to stomp you down on that one. Although they do have Fortnite money. And that is pretty much infinite money coming from any PC games. Although they're not getting that money anymore from, from mobile devices since they're pretty much blocked on all of that. Okay. Yeah. So wh where, does it, where does it stand now? Well, at the current moment, things just get progressively worse. Because like I said, these companies are not throwing hissy fits at each other. So Apple is now threatening to ban any applications that uses the Unreal Engine, which Epic Games develops. Now, you okay. said before that you aren't too familiar with what the game engine is, right? No. Okay. Well, a game engine is pretty much the building block of any video game. It is exactly as it sounds. It is the, it is the motor of a game. Mm -hmm. So how games are developed is that you need to have something to start, you know, basically to program and base things off of. It is uh, essentially, how would I put it? It is where people program and place the codes in. It is, it is how people organize and, start and, and function the game and different engines works on different things. Like you can't use the same game engine on everything. Yeah. Because some games are too complicated or some games require different types of physics or foliage or different things like that. But mm. at the current moment, the Unreal Engine is pretty big. A lot of video games, a good majority of video games actually use the Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm. So if Apple goes forward and decides to ban the Unreal Engine, that is gonna screw over so many developers who are now lost to a complete market. They're not gonna get anyone who uses Apple computers or, or Apple devices. That's a big profit margin loss for any developers. And a lot of these times, these developers are small. These are small companies. They uh -huh. need that. They absolutely need that. So that is one of the biggest threats that's right now happening because of all this is just a hissy fit from Apple, just back and forth nonsense between these two, that they're about to screw over a bunch of little guys who are mm -hmm. not even involved in all of this. Wow. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's all of this over a children's video game. Pretty much all of this because <laughs> of Fortnite and some backpack dancing with the weird arm shit. <laughs> I, I, I do have to admit, those dances are pretty funny. I'll give them that. Some of them are pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, actually uh, the guy who, um, who played Carlton on uh, Fresh Prince sued Epic Games because they used his Carlton dance. Really? Without his permission. Wow. So a lot. So a lot. Do they claim that Carlton had a monopoly on the dance? No, they claimed that it was basically since it was such a public thing that it didn't technically belong to him. I, do you know the results of this case? No, I don't know. I just remember just hearing about this article and just reading about it. It's just like I, I think I have to know. I have to look this up. All right. I I don't know if actually the actor who plays what's his name Carl. Uh, isn't, not I don't Carlton. know. Yeah, I don't actually know if he has to write something. It's just the dance. And it's not even his own likeness because it's just Fortnite characters doing the dance. I don't know if he actually owned the well, idea I, of the he, That, Courtney Cox did that in uh, the Bruce Springsteen music video, Dancing in the Dark. He did the Carlton dance. Yeah, I, I think she did it first. Really? I think Well, if that's so. the case, then I don't think that actor had any basis to even make that suit, but yeah. Uh, from dance couldn't be copyrighted. It couldn't be copyrighted, so he didn't have any legal precedence in that case. I either. guess not. All right, I guess he, he loses that one. Although he is still pretty rich, I don't think I'm going to feel that sorry that he lost that suit. No. 
Anyway, but as stated, so with this threat, it's going to screw over, like I said, a lot of younger guys, a lot of smaller guys, people who are just trying to break out into a very big industry mm -hmm. that is very competitive since there are so many, game in, so many games out there. Mm -hmm. And the thing about all this is that Epic Games is trying to claim a moral high ground in all this, that they are being the victims and they're wanting to be the heroes to save everybody else from the suppressive corporations that like Apple or Google. And that's what the what's the whole point of the whole break free Fortnite. And I mean, if you've even seen the commercials, they just downright just insult Apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny. And um, from what I saw, Fortnite does the same thing to other companies that want to use their intellectual property. They tell them, "No, that's our intellectual property. You can't use that." I can't remember the specific instances. Maybe that's exactly what I was about to get into. This is the the hypocrisy of Epic Games. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Epic Games is uh, they're trying to claim the moral high ground in all of this. That they're trying to help the developers, to help the little guys, and everything like that. Epic Games is kind of almost doing the exact same thing as Apple in this situation. Mm -hmm. See, there is, do uh, you know the Epic Games Store? Is that their version of the App Store? Or no. Uh, uh, do you, okay, how, I'm pretty sure you heard of the name before, but do you recognize the name Steam from the company yeah. Valve? Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, Steam, for those of you guys who don't know, is made by the company Valve, and it is a store, an online store, where you can purchase and download video games and play, and just play them there. It has a lot of ton features. It's it's one of the first ones in the industry to ever do it. In fact, a lot of the flack that it got back in the days because event, uh, if you ever played the Orange Box when Half-Life 2 and Team Fortress 2 just came out, it forcefully installed Steam on your computer without you knowing. Wow. So people always wondered, what the hell is Steam? What is this? Why, why am I going to download it? Well, hmm. eventually Steam was actually a pretty smart innovation. It was the way of the future since nowadays we just a lot of times we just download, we download our games. Mm-hmm. So Steam was the first one in the future. Now, because Steam was the first one, of course, it became, uh, how would I put it? Not a monopoly because there, were, there are other uh, online game stores. It's just that they took a very big cut. And I believe that cut also was 30% from any games that you would purchase. Okay. So small companies can't really make that much money because 30% you don't know how much goes into marketing, how much it goes into making the game. So yeah. even though they're making a profit, that 30% could be their, their increase, the, the, just, just their gross payment. Just, it's, it's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. So Epic Games wanted to get into the field as well. And so they released their own store, which is called the Epic Games Store. Okay. They are offering that they would take a much smaller cut. It would be like a 12 to 14% cut. And the mm -hmm. rest of the money would go to developers, the developers of these games. So of course, it's actually a pretty good thing. Like in the long run, even though I hate all of these companies, I would prefer if Epic Games wins the suit. Mm -hmm. Because it does give money, it does help out developers and smaller companies to get their games out. Wins the suit um, against Apple and Google? Apple, Apple and Google, yeah. Okay. But now here's the, here's the major problem with that is Epic Games is not necessarily standing on any morally high ground because they are purchasing exclusive rights to games to customers who have already prepaid for their games on Steam. Now, a lot of the major co complaints is that the Epic Games Store is not that good of a store. 
it has so many issues, so many bugs and glitches that people would just rather prefer to play their stuff on Steam. Plus, Epic Game Store doesn't even have as many features as it has on Steam. So it makes sense that people, when they buy their game, they want to play it on a platform that they would prefer. So they would prefer to play it on Steam, which has been pretty much overall fine. I never what, had any what's issues. What's the difference with it. In, in, the, in the platforms? Well, for the, first, for the most part, they're both stores. But remember that Epic Game is a new store, so it never really had the time yet to branch out and get all the complicated features that Steam has, especially okay. when it comes to like talking to people, chats, different things like that. I mean, they have them, but limited. And mm. Steam just has, has been there in so long that there's so many updates. It has a ton of features that people really just enjoy to use. Okay. Yeah. I, ha I have used the Epic Game Store, mainly because the exact problem I'm talking about is that Epic Game Store bought exclusive rights to games, and I just can't get it on Steam. I got to go to Epic Game Store to play it. Okay. I, I never had any issues myself, so I can't speak on experience. But I've seen and people talk about on videos and different things about a lot of bugs that happens. Like sometimes... You can't, just can't even see anything if it's open the Epic Game Store. It's just blank. It's just a brown screen or something. You think a company that could make Fortnite could make a website? You would think so. And it's not exactly a website. It's a, okay. an application that you install on your computer, but you can be, you can be accessed by a website as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea that there was so much infighting in the uh, video game industry. Oh, dude. It's, uh, it, it makes total sense when you think about it. The video game industry is so toxic. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, I just want to play my games. Why, why, yeah. why do we, we got to put so much into this? Well, it's, it's all men. It's, it's so much too much toxic masculinity. That is actually another thing that we can actually do for another, another discussion. Is that some people are complaining about the, the, the different culture that's happening nowadays. And it's starting to affect some games. Like some games are trying to change it. It's not just gamers only like this is our area with uh, video games all about this we can't have a female lead character or something like that like, calm the calm the fuck down yeah yeah we can <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different thing entirely but mm -hmm. uh what's it called so the epic game store is not as functional it functions but it has some clearly issues so some people would prefer not to play their games on that Okay. Unfortunately, Epic Games, like I said, bought exclusive rights to these games. Now, Steam has already promised to release multiple games just on their system. So okay. now Steam is doing the same thing? They're, they're going to have exclusive rights to certain games? No, not exactly that. It's just okay. that Steam already had the rights to, to sell these games, and these, and these games were allowed to be sold anywhere. The most big companies go to Steam is because they are the biggest one. Mm -hmm. So... Epic Games comes in, it uses its massive Fortnite money to buy the exclusive rights of these games. So if you already prepaid and bought your game on Steam, it hasn't been released yet, of course, you can't get it on Steam now. So then there's a major so then there's a major backlash of here and there. It's like, I don't want to buy my game on Steam. I want to get a refund. And then there's some massive problems of even getting refunds. And some people not even getting any refunds for their games. Wow. And the, another problem with the, with the Epic Games Store is that when it first came out, it released pretty much all of its customers' information online <laughs> to the internet. Why did it do that? It was an accident. It was a glitch. No. <laughs> People were trying to get refunds, and they were getting their refunds, but it, the system fucked up, and it just basically told everyone, Wait, which platform card information. did you say this was? Epic Games. Okay. Yeah, this happened on Epic Games, when it just released everybody's co uh, contact information, credit cards, phone numbers, all of that. Massive deal back then. 
a lot of people were started demanding that. I think I believe there was a class action lawsuit against uh, against Epic Games on that one. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a huge breach of data. Yeah, and uh, what's it called? And then eventually, of course, that all begins to settle down, and things like that happened. So with Epic Games pretty much buying all of these exclusives, pretty much not allowing any other customers to buy them anywhere else, they have to go to the Epic Games Store. Mm-hmm. Mandatory because if they want to play that, they have to go through there. So that causes issues constantly. Epic Game wants to be the biggest competitor to Steam. It wants to be, it's basically, it's Apple to it's Google sort of deal. It yeah. wants to be a direct competitor. And but doing that, it's bullying its way into it by buying the rights to these games just so Steam doesn't have access to them. And Tim Sweeney, the owner of the company, is very vocal about this. If you just go even read about some of his Twitter rants, he goes at it saying, no, this is not, this is not being, uh, we're not trying to become a monopoly. No, we're not trying to do this or that. And then he just sort of says, these are just stupid complaints by customers who don't really understand what's going on. We're, we're trying to give money back to the developers and things like that. Tim Sweeney's an asshole. <laughs> Tim wow. Sweeney just goes out of his way to be a dick for no reason. Actually, I feel like Epic Games might have done a little bit better if, t- if they just, if the marketing team just told Tim Sweeney to shut the fuck up <laughs> just for a second, because he is not helping their case at all. And honestly, I kind of like the idea of Epic Games being the competitor's team. It forces, I'm not much for capitalism, but it does force competition. Mm-hmm. Steam has to, should probably lower their rates a little bit and give money back to developers. Maybe cut that, maybe drop it down to at least 20% or 15%. Not take a massive chunk of, of that game that would really help out small, small companies and small developers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of really hard for Epic Games to claim the moral high ground when they're pretty much doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, so, it, it sounds like they're, they're doing the exact same thing. It pretty much is. It's the exact same thing. And, and they want to claim that they're being just, that they're fighting for the people and all of that. When in reality, they just want to be a, a, just as big as Steam and be the monopoly when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So as far as all it goes, these massive corporations are just throwing hissy fits against each other. Basically a childish arguments and fights over each other and overall i don't really care who wins i would lean towards i would prefer if epic games wins just because even though they aren't doing it for the right reasons it does help out the smaller people but all of these companies can go fuck themselves they all are terrible people (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I totally agree with that sentiment um it's a crazy story it's it's really cool and really kind of weird. I mean, like you said before, I mean, those who aren't familiar with the video game industry would be surprised of how much infighting is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Especially from a market where people just want to relax and play their games, but they got to bring it, office politics into it. Although I don't really mind if they bring in actual politics into it. This is a changing time, it's a changing movement. Uh, Activision actually did a massive fuck up on one of their games that's going to be released. Mm-hmm. And that they accidentally, no, I don't even say accidentally, because one of the games is going to be for, I can't remember the name of the game on the top of my head right now, but it's going to be like basically a revolution sort of thing that's happening. And one of the, and the bad guys has a symbol. And lo and behold, that symbol is a raised black fist. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, they're the enemy. Wow. 
They're basically the enemy. <laughs> and they immediately, Activision immediately had to back off from that. I was like, we apologize. Uh, they removed <laughs> it from the commercials. And it's not even the first time Activision fucked up as well. Because then they released another, uh, another commercial for a couple uh, weeks ago for the new Call of Duty game that's about to come out. And it features a shot of Tiananmen Square. Wow. And the massacre that began happening there. It's like, don't, uh, don't forget your history or something like that. And of course, China complained. And they immediately, oh. for all international trailers, they removed the, that, that section of the game, completely undermining the, what they were trying to say in the, in, in the original commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, China has basically zero tolerance for anything that goes against its narrative. And no one really seems to have the balls to want to stand up to them. I mean, I guess they, they have so much influence, and I, I'm, I guess they just sell so many games in China, and China, I assume, said, if you don't take it out of the trailer, we're not going to sell your game in this country. Dude, you just hit the fucking nail on the head with that one, because that would also lead into another massive controversial incident that happened last year. Uh, what's it called? Um, I already told you about this before. Uh, I think it was, no, no, uh, Blizzard. It was, a, it was a Blizzard event. This is the company that made Overwatch, a game that, I, that made me a terrible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but then there was uh, it was a uh, it's a card game. It was a card. It's a it was it's a card game that you can play on your computer called Heart of Stone. Okay. There was a there was a massive tournament that was happening last year when people were still allowed to be in public. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the dark this was, yep, the, the time before the masks. <laughs> and in this tournament, it, it was during it was during this time period the Hong Kong protests were going were were oh yeah were were rampant right at that moment and it was at its peak. So uh, one of the one of the contestants who won, I can't remember from what country he is. I think I definitely remember it was an Asian country. As he was, as he finished with his congratul uh, with his uh, tournament win speech and all that, he ends it with um, something in support of Hong Kong. Can't mm-hmm. remember, uh, like victory for our time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, the announcers who were off, uh, who were on a different area on camera literally ducks behind the tables sliding all awkward you're like mm, trying to fucking disappear we're, we're, we're all about to get sent to a Uyghur muslim concentration camp <laughs> and you know what blizzard did what because uh they have a they have a lot of interest in trying to get their uh, company uh basically their games promoted in china mm-hmm. uh, i think they're even partly owned by a company called tencent which is very a bit controversial by well, i wouldn't say a bit very controversial in the video game scene as it's a chinese company that literally set forces western games to be censored in their own country but mm-hmm. at times it seems to have been creeping into western games really yeah so what happened with that is that blizzard full-on just went overblown with the punishment one they retracted the win from from this guy who worked his pretty much his ass off to, to now, I just, win I, I, I want to pause for a second. Is Blizzard an American company? Yes. Okay. It's a it's an American company, and not only that, but its virtues is very contradictory towards this. Uh, t- towards it's something like uh, free speech, believe in the people. I can't remember on top of my head, but I'm sure if you can Google what Blizzard's uh, motto motto is, you'll probably mm-hmm. can see what I mean when it's oxymoron on on that. Yeah, a, a lot of people and organizations want to use free want to use messages that promote free speech as a way of selling things but don't really want to actually put their money where their mouth is and 
actually commit to and honor free speech. Uh, and, and I mean, co- companies will send any message. Like, uh, I, I noticed last Christmas, and this is a little weird to say, but like, I noticed. So you know, in December, you, you start getting all this trash mail of like 50% off this, 75% off that, because they want you to come and buy your Christmas presents there. And I I don't remember what company it was. Maybe it was Target. I don't I don't want to offend Target here if it wasn't. Uh, they send me this like coupon with this beautiful little interracial family on it. And it's like, wow, 50 years ago, they would have completely condemned this. But now this is what sells. And so they, they want me to come and spend money at Target, and they're trying to do it by putting a cute little interracial family on there. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I guess it's some sort of progress, but it's it's definitely not the right kind because they're pandering. They're dev- I'm pretty sure they don't actually care. I mean, doubtful, but you know, I guess I don't know. What when your goal is to make that much money, you almost have to be like morally ambivalent. Just you can't be too committed to the val- far right values or too committed to far left values. It's like M- Michael Jordan said: Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, you have to appeal to as broad of an audience as possible. That makes sense on that part. And in the end of the day, they're still they're still a business first and foremost. They have to make money. Yeah. And if that means appealing to both sides, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, getting back to what I was talking about before, I mean, yeah. uh, when it came to Blizzard, uh, not only did they retract his wins, but at first they retracted his uh, his his prize money. Wow! I can't. They completely took that from him. They stripped his title from him, and they banned him for a full, I think, year or so. The organization of the company Blizzard. Yes. Did this? Yep, they did all of that to this guy. It was completely unfair. It started a massive upset on the internet and just people saying I'm done with Blizzard and different things like that. And not even Blizzard's proper apology could actually even be stated as a good apology. It just seems like they're just upset that people caught it or that he, they're upset that this guy had to make a scene right then and there professing his political beliefs. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, I, what I'm kind of confused about, and I, I think I know the answer, so th- this was a tournament in China. This was, was this a uh, gold? And this wasn't done in China. The tournament, I can't remember from what, give me a second. Maybe I can bring up the article. Okay, but but the, the person who ended up winning the tournament was from Hong Kong. He issued a pro Hong Kong message. Then I'm sure China said something to Blizzard, put pressure on them, and then Blizzard was forced to ruin this guy because he said something pro Hong Kong. Pretty much. I, 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 don't, I don't even, I don't even, uh, uh, I don't even think that it was, um, that it was just uh, China that forced him to do it. I mean, I'm pretty sure maybe there was some pressure to, to, to censor the events or things like that. But um, what's it called? Uh, I think it's just, they really want to get into the, they really want to bring, get their game onto, onto Chinese, into the Chinese market since there's a lot of people in China and it's a very big market to get into. There's the most people in China. Yeah. (laughs) So many, so many game companies nowadays want to get into the Chinese market. It is, it it is a gold mine for them. Is that kind of an untapped market? Pretty much because they're still trying to get around, um, 
they're still trying to get around China's censorship because they always have to keep censoring their games. They can't be too pro-West. They can't be anti-government or anything like that. So uh, pretty much if they want to get into the Chinese market, they got to play by Chinese rules. Mm -hmm. So whitewash everything bad. Hong Kong doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, actually, correction, you're right. He is a resident of China. Uh, Correction, he's a resident of Hong Kong. Okay. I was, uh, I watched this like short little documentary today. Apparently like the rent in Hong Kong is completely out of control. People spend like insane amounts of money to cram like 10 or 11 people in these tiny little apartments. It's really sad. And then like, it's also like, has some of the richest people in the world. I was having some trouble with the actual um, amounts of money because um, it was like a Danish documentary. And so they kept putting the money up in, in kroners. Okay, so uh, first thing you had to convert it from uh, whatever Hong Kong's currency. Yeah. I'm guessing it's Chinese currency to well, Danish. I was, and I then you had to convert that to dollars. they were using dollars. kroners in Hong Kong. <laughs> 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 Took me a uh, minute to figure that out. That must have been weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really sad. Like people are like, they have one room or like they have one bedroom, one kitchen bathroom combo, and then like a hallway. It's crazy, like the the density of people there. Um, so I, I actually kind of wanted to go back, and um, we were talking about mostly when we we're talking about Apple. We were also talking about Google. And I, I kind of wanted to throw the question back at you. Do you think Apple has the right to charge a, or, or to take 30% of the profits that come from the app sales there and to remove um, developers that don't apply by, that don't play by their rules? Well, if we're gonna just talk strictly business-wise, and not anything to do with my own beliefs, political beliefs. Yeah, they, they, they do have that right. It's on their term of service that if you want to, so if you want to post your, uh, your application on their platform, you have to abide by these rules. And if you agree to it, then you have to do it. Granted, are the rules fair? No, should they be changed? Very much so. But I kind of have to say, I kind of think Apple has the winning side, even though I would rather support the other team. So I, I guess the argument, well, the uh, the argument that was made by Epic is that Apple and Google essentially are a duopoly uh, and they are in violation of antitrust laws in the United States. And, and this is kind of where I ultimately saw this conversation going is um, the antitrust hearings that have um, been occurring with um, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and Google, and kind of they talking about it in a broad sense of what, at what point should the government step in and break up a giant business business because it's it's happened before in the US and in two major instances one in 
the oil industry in me, I don't remember the year, maybe the 1890s, and then one in, with AT&T in maybe the 1970s. I might be getting these dates totally wrong. But the, this is almost like a seems completely different. Like, especially Facebook's the weird one because it's not a product almost. It's, it's, it's a platform. But they still can out-compete and crush smaller platforms. Like apparently Mark Zuckerberg may or may not have like bullied the CEO of Twitter into selling Twitter to him. So once you kind of have that much power, I mean, there's very little, I mean, you can hire the best lawyers to just find any sort of excuse for you. I, in my mind, I think uh, Disney is now a monopoly. But you don't see Disney getting broken up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. They just have so much stuff that like... I mean, they bought Fox recently. They bought the entirety of Marvel. They, kind, they pretty much own almost any major animation studio in the U.S. That's interesting. I guess... Th- then what, what would define a monopoly now if companies like that can get away with it and perhaps maybe even Google and, uh, and Apple maybe are, are monopolies. I mean, how much, uh, how, many, how much other competition is there? What other big names do we know? I mean, at that scale, there's like, there's no one. Like those are probably five of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, even the same thing can be said from any for any uh, any telecorporation that uh, that exists. How many companies does Verizon own? How many companies does AT and T own? How many companies does uh, I think even T Mobile falls under AT and T? I don't even know if that's for sure now. I mean, maybe there's definitely a problem with like Viacom. Viacom's another big one that owns a bunch of different properties. What's Viacom? It's another. It's a, it's another. Uh, it's another one of those companies that uh, that owns basically all communication shit and things like that. Yeah, there's there's definitely a big problem with the appearance of having all these different companies that are really just owned by like one or two companies. Okay, here it is. Viacom is an American multinational mass media conglomerate, and that right there just defines it perfectly. Conglomerate. Mm-hmm it owns a bunch of different corporations. So, I mean, it seems like no one actually really even cares for the term monopoly anymore. I mean, a lot of companies seems to be already doing it. There doesn't seem to be much real competition. They just hide it by putting it under these different companies. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I haven't really thought about it that way. I, I still think those four companies that... I mentioned earlier are profitable at an even bigger scale and are just more kind of dominating in their fields of business and can like, especially Google, because that is literally the way we get information and Google can just direct you to their own sources of information like apparently they they had a feud with yelp and so like, if you try to google restaurant reviews they they can instead of showing you the yelp reviews 
show you their own reviews, which I guess in a way is their right as a company to favor their own product. But when information becomes the product, then that, that just becomes such a, such a, such complicated business. Yeah, I mean, it's still, while it's not relatively brand new anymore, it's still a new industry entirely. And especially considering that who are the real biggest producers of basically the control of information right now? I mean, there are like, at, at, if you're a computer guy, you know that there are definitely other services to use. But if not, most people only know Apple products, Microsoft products. Mm-hmm. And if you're smart enough, there's Linux as well. But there are still, there are definitely other, uh, other, other computer programs that are computer creators and distributors out there, but they, can pretty, they control pretty much a large portion of whatever information gets sent out there. Although Microsoft will still never ever get me to use Microsoft Edge and they can pretend to call it that, but we all know that's Internet Explorer and it sucks. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone, Microsoft. And they didn't need to force me to install it and then by default try to make it my default web browser. <laughs> the same goes with Bing. I don't know why anyone wants to use that either. <laughs> it's like, I, like making Internet Explorer the default on on your um on the computers is is a kind of like a pathetic attempt at getting people to use the product. Because you know people are just going to download Chrome or Firefox, but you just you want to make make them take that one extra step. If I'm correct, I believe that the update also made it that you cannot uninstall it. Damn. I can double check that right now. Give me a sec. Because I believe I still have Microsoft Edge on my computer. I don't think I've ever gotten rid of it yet. Mm-hmm. edit that out while I look for it really quick. As long as um, Amazon was brought up, um, I wanted to say that the Amazon rainforest is still on fire or has been until recently. I don't know. I don't know if it is currently, but this summer. Yeah, I can't uninstall Microsoft Edge. You You can or can't? You cannot, it just says change. It doesn't say uninstall. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what it, were you saying about the Amazon thing? I, I'm not sure. Uh, the Amazon rainforest is still on fire, or at least has been for the greater part of the summer. Um, it's still on fire and it's still massively getting, um, getting cut down by mm-hmm. farmers, by poor farmers. It's not basically, they, the government can barely even stop people from cutting down the trees. Well, I, th- I think a lot of it has been provoked by um, Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil, who's a very like right-wing, um, maybe militant's not the right word, even though he was a general, v- very Trump-like. I, I mean, Trump is, has, has praised him, and he's very anti-environment and has basically removed any protections for the Amazon in Brazil. So people have just been going in and doing whatever they want. 
No, I definitely won't deny that. And especially doesn't uh, help when he just like, just keeps removing more regulations. That's how you say. But Trump has basically encouraged almost all dictators at this point. He has barely said anything good about any of the other Western leaders that isn't, that is in the dictatorship. It is really like, it's scary how many, like, how many dictators He's been like, yeah, that, that, he's a good guy. We, we had a good productive conversation. I mean, Kim Jong-un, Putin, um, Xi Jinping of China. Has he said anything about the president of Venezuela? I don't think so. Because that's also a massive issue going on over there, man. The Venezuelans are pretty much dying by a lot, and they're starving to death. And this corona was just already beating a dead horse wow do you, do you want to uh i'll just i'll just finish up this the the list and then we can get back to that um muhammad bin salah from saudi arabia another giant human asshole that trump has buddied up to um and then yeah bolsonaro uh but yeah let's let's talk about venezuela a little bit you do you want to go into a little more detail on that? Uh, sure. I won't claim to be the biggest expert when it comes to Venezuela. Uh, a lot of it comes from the news that I hear, especially uh, basically some articles that I Googled every now and then, or just listening to Telemundo or Univision mm-hmm. that my parents like to listen to a lot. But just watching it and reading some of the articles I've seen, Venezuela is going through a massive poverty time period and they're under a dictatorship There have been so much videos of people trying to go to grocery stores and it's empty and the prices are ridiculous. They're going through what happened basically in the Great Depression, except their government isn't helping them at all. That's horrible. People are dying by starvation by a lot. And I can't give you exact numbers. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but I'm sure if you look into the topic yourself, you can see exactly what's going on. I I definitely, I knew this was going on, I guess. It, it, I guess it just, it did that thing where it just, it, people lose focus of it because there's so much other crazy shit going on in the world. It's been nonstop crazy COVID, shit going all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the Hong, like the protests in Hong Kong. I don't see much news coverage about it anymore, even though I know that they are still protesting. Yeah, that, that's still happening. Uh, I mean, even like with local politics, I don't want to stray too far away from Venezuela, but like, People are still rioting in American cities, and we've just sort of seemed to have moved on. I mean, if we just count that somebody just killed somebody over there in, was it, which, was it Wisconsin or Portland? I think somebody died in both of them already. And, and uh, both. At least two people died in, I think, the Wisconsin protests. Yeah. Um, I could be right or wrong. I, I can't remember I, because... Two people were shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, who... Was it a, a 17 year old vigilante, basically? Um, a murderer. <laughs> I, I actually don't quite know about that because I do think he was acting in self defense. Uh, and I mean, the, the, those videos are always so hard to, to see. That's fair. I, I, I think don't... he was being attacked. Granted, I think having a carrying around an assault rifle is in and of itself an act of aggression. So you, you could say those people are defending themselves. I don't, it's weird. It's fucking crazy. 
You know what? I, I do retract my statement then in that case. Maybe I won't go that far into accusing him just yet. We'll let the courts decide that one. It is a complicated situation, but still, why did he have to go there with a weapon that he was not even legally allowed, allowed to own? I mean, there's this militia mindset that's very deep in American culture, this idea that we rose up to fend off the, uh, the tyranny of the English and we can do it again. Uh, but I, I do kind of want to go back to Venezuela because I, I think that is it's probably one of the biggest crises in the world right now and it gets no attention here. I won't deny it. A lot of people don't. But then again, a lot of Americans, I would say, don't, would, would just not even care or they would care, but it's not them. So yeah. that's why the news just never covers it. Oh. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the, uh, this Venezuelan dictator? I don't really know much about him. Uh, like I said, I'm no expert. I can do, I, from what I know, he is definitely a dictator. Okay. And is this is Maduro, very, actually? Maduro, yes. It's, okay. the, it's Maduro, if I, if, I, if I remember that. Correctly. Okay, I remember John Oliver did a fantastic uh, story about him. And um, all I can really remember from that off the top of my head is when he, he issued out a, an apology for why everyone is starving. And then when he thought that the cameras were off, he started eating an empanada. <laughs> cameras were still rolling. And so there he is on, on, I believe, live TV, eating an empanada in front of all of his starving citizens. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to just read you some of the topics that are, uh, it's Wikipedia, so it's not, it's not going to be an actual news article. But here are just a list, and it's listed on number four, controversies. This is just a table of contents. Mm -hmm. Disputed presidency, dictator charges, conspiracy theories, United States involvement accusations, human rights, drug trafficking and money laundering incidents, homophobic statements, hunger, corruptions, uh, sanctions, Caracas drone attacks, attempted capture. That's just the table of contents. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, public opinion. That should be fun to click. Let's see. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, a respected pollster in Venezuela, according to the Wall Street Journal, on March 4th, 2019, poll found Guado's approval at 61 and Maduro at an all-time low of 14%. All right, 14%. I'm, guess, I'm guessing Guado is a... Uh, I'm guessing that's maybe his, his competitor? I guess so. Like I said, I don't know too much. Maybe I... I, I don't want to speak too much uh, of something I clearly don't know <laughs> too much about, but... It's, it's, uh, we can still keep talking about this, definitely, but it's just, there is just so much bad stuff happening in Venezuela that no one really knows about. And it's just a sad thing entirely because mm -hmm. they're really going through a hard time. And now that the coronavirus hit them as well, it's going even worse for them from what I can remember from last time. I just bothered to check as much as I'm sad, it's sad for me to say that. At that mm -hmm. point, it's just how much do I care enough to even check what's going on in Venezuela? Yeah, I, God, I, I think like at some point we'll need to do like a deep dive into like the various governments of South America and, and Central America and how the United States has gently nudged them this way or that way and how that is. gently, they've been, they've been, <laughs> they've been, 
messing up with so many Central American and South American nations. Uh, if I can remember, one of the big ones was Operation Condor. And then also the whole mess with Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, I won't even deny us South America, uh, us Peruvians didn't actually even have the best of it as well. We were pretty corrupt for a lot of it. It doesn't help that most of our presidents always seem to turn into not dictators, but just corrupt to the point where it's so blatant, they, they can't even lie about it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to talk about that, my mom can definitely go into more history on that one. She can talk to you on a field day if you can speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't, unfortunately. I, I, I might have to do a podcast with you as a moderator <laughs> on, uh, on that topic, which I would love to do. Um, is, is there a lot of corruption among South American governments? Because I... Um, the goal is that every single president does something corrupt. Mm -hmm. I, I remember uh, we had, I had this um, colleague, Felipe, who was uh, Chilean, and he was telling me about how the president of Chile, or maybe the former president of Chile, was like openly a convicted criminal. Maybe he wasn't convicted, but like everyone knew he was guilty. And yet he was still president. Now, I can't remember if this was, uh, if it was this president, I believe, and anybody can correct me on this, that it was Fujimori, uh, President Fujimori. Do you know about Estrellas Luminosos, uh, no. Shining Path? You heard of Shining Path? No. Okay. Well, Shining Path uh, was a terrorist organization. At, essentially, they wanted to bring in a, 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 a socialist revolution in Peru. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're basically just trying to do what was happening in Cuba. And so, but there were a lot of, a lot of them were actually farmers, uh, people from the countryside, people from way outside from the city. And they would commit terrorist acts. And some would say they were fighting the good fight, fighting for the people. Other, other people would say they were terrorists. I, I very much do classify them as terrorists. They killed, they killed a lot of people and wiped them out. Mm -hmm. So the government decided that they were going to try. It was a constant war to try to, to stem down Estrella Luminosos. I think they, I believe they wondered. You don't really hear about them anymore. I, I, but the, one of the ways the government did it was that one day, I can't remember dates and times. This is just a story my mom told me. And I, and I do remember while I was in Peru, I did visit a museum that did talk about this. But they went in to try to wipe them out for good. And so they attacked, uh, so they attacked the uh, village. And unfortunately speaking, most of them don't really have uniforms. They don't have uniforms. They just look like people. Mm -hmm. And so there was a massacre of a ton of countrymen, just plain clothes. I don't even think they got most of Estrella Menosos. I think they just killed a lot of actual just yeah. people. And that was it, one of the wow. biggest controversies of what happened with Fujimori. And he didn't get he didn't get convicted on that for many. This years. was the president of uh, Peru at the time. Yes. Wow. I believe even his daughter actually ended up with, uh, just recently. I don't know if it was his daughter or somebody else from uh, named Fujimori was actually finally convicted and tried uh, under uh, war crimes. Wow. Or maybe it was just uh, stealing money from the people, which a lot of which a lot of them do anyway. It kind of goes hand in hand that any president is gonna take is gonna take money and just for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's expected of pretty much of any government official in South American countries. Really? Yeah. Although Fujimori was also praised for doing a lot of good for Peru. But that's just a uh, war crimes is, you know, kind of seems to upset everything. 
regardless of how much good you've done. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a bad stain. It's not a good look. No, um, not at all. Do you, do you know? Like, America's no better. We just no. hide, we, we hide our corruption a little bit, although yeah. Donald Trump seems to be a bit more blatant with it. Well, yeah, I, I think maybe people are also just really out to get him. Um, I mean, so, like, I, I heard this person say once um, that Bill Clinton didn't do anything in the White House that any other president didn't do. He just got caught doing it, That i.e., getting a blowjob from Monica Lewinsky and lying under oath. Um, I really like FDR, but I'm pretty sure he banged his cousin. Was, well, Eleanor Roosevelt was his cousin, right? Or no, am I totally getting that wrong? Eleanor Roosevelt's, I believe that was, wasn't that Theodore Roosevelt's wife? I I think that was FDR's wife. Well, you tell me, um, why, in what way was FDR banging his cousin? <laughs> oh, oh, I can bring up an article on that one. Hold on. Oh, cousin wife. Wait, hold on. Anna Eleanor Roosevelt. You were correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Roosevelt family. Now, if we were going to go on this topic, I might have actually been able to do a little bit more research on this. You know, this is one of the things that I love about these podcasts is you, you never know what direction they're going to go. <laughs> and that's okay. fun. You just, you can't plan for it. Oh, I typed in the wrong thing. I typed FDR country. I meant to type FDR controversies. Yeah, I, I would love it if like someone compiled a list of just all the weird facts about all of our presidents. Anywhere uh, ranging from weird to borderline criminal to just criminal. Oh, well, I mean, I won't deny that. I mean, I'm not going to bother looking this one up. It's going to take me a while to find what I'm looking for. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm pretty sure every president has done something. You, you, being in that position of power, the highest office in the United States, and at that point, pretty much anything you do can be hidden away. Mm -hmm. Well, it begs the question, does that office turn you into crazy or do you have to be crazy to go for that? Probably a little bit of both. Could be a little bit of column A and column B on yeah. that, but I don't know. So I, maybe it's just because I'm a bit jaded about how things usually are, but I, I just, any high office politician has to be some form of corrupt. Just by their nature or? Just by what it takes to even get to that position of power. Mm -hmm. You have to be hungry for it and do whatever it means. And mm -hmm. may, who knows, maybe even it means doing illegal things. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I would like to know how many politicians actually mean what they say. And that's the biggest problem that's with a lot of Americans is that they don't trust it's, them. Yeah. It's so crazy. Just They just, they stand up there and, and they say things and we either believe them or don't believe them. 
And like we, we almost believe them or disbelieve them just based on who they are. Like I would, like uh, like if you're a liberal, you basically, for the most part, I don't want to overgeneralize, but like anytime a Democrat says something that's true, anytime a Republican says something that's false and vice versa. But like, I would really be curious, like if you took stuff Joe Biden said and then just told people that Trump said it, how they would react and take um, things that Trump said and said and told people that Joe Biden said it. Now they both say such crazy shit that you almost like can't <laughs> differentiate between the two of them sometimes. You know what? I won't deny that, but I feel I'm, I feel really bad for the people that are for the uh, sign language interpreters that are going to have to work these debates because they're oh, just wow. both such crazy speakers. I think there was actually something that happened on. Um, uh, it was with Obamacare. I think I remember seeing it on John Stewart, and. Uh, What's it called? Uh, there we go. It was called the Affordable Care Act, and then people called it Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And I remember that uh, one of the guys went up to people, I think Republicans and Democrats or something like that, and just explained it, it talked to each of them and just gave them a word and said, what is your opinion of the Affordable Care Act? What is your opinion of Obamacare? Mm-hmm. And, of course, Republicans immediately dissed Obamacare, but they seemed to be just fine with Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Yeah, so much of our politics is surface level aesthetics. Yeah. Like, so it's also our fault as the people that we don't inform ourselves. We don't take the time to actually learn it. Yeah. And I will say the same thing of me. Yeah. I only know by what I see on the news, but I don't ever actually do a deep dive of what a lot of these bills and and things that happen in Congress actually are. Well, they're just so complicated. True. They are also complicated. And that's the problem with the government is that they make it complicated. They make it so we can't understand. Mm-hmm. Same goes with when it comes to st- stuff lawyers have to deal with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these laws are, can be much more simply defined for the average person, but a lawyer, but it has to be just so much legal jargon put into it that it makes it difficult to understand. Yeah, there's a really high barrier for entry. Like, I've been thinking for a while, I would almost be more in favor of making our democracy, like, as direct as possible. Like, instead of having a president and Congress that write legislation and then pass or don't pass it, basically just say, um, all right, America, do you want universal health care? Everyone in the country votes on their app, on their phone, because this is a fantasy and we can do that. It's fantasy. (laughs) And they're just like, okay, great. 51% of the people want universal health care. Let's make it happen. Or 51% of the people don't want universal health care. Let's make it not happen. And then you check back with them in a year and just, if there's just such a divide between the powers that be and the people. And it feels like it's getting bigger, not smaller. I mean, well, we can also count that the middle class is slowly becoming extinct. Yeah. Middle ground. 
And yeah, they're, they're, the government is somehow getting more power, but we're not getting as much out of it in return. Mm -hmm. How are we the only nation, first world nation that doesn't have universal health care, doesn't have at least some form of assistance when it comes to just paying off colleges because the tuition is completely out. It's just completely out there. Yeah, I don't know. We're just, I, I think we pride ourselves on being different. Like, everyone. Like the fact that we still use the imperial system, yeah, it's was, clearly was, much more practical to use the metric. Fuck it. Yeah. Inches, feet, yards. The rest of the world uses Celsius. Fuck it. Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, there's another one that I'm missing that will probably come to me later. Oh, uh, pounds and how we use pounds and how uh, the rest of the world uses, I guess that's still part of the metric system, yeah. you know, kilograms um, and things like that. Everyone else puts the number, like the date, month and year. And we, we have to put month, day and year, which I actually, I like the way we do it better for that. It does actually make a bit more sense. Yeah. Oh, the, the other one I was missing is, uh, most other countries use like a 24 hour clock. So instead oh. of it being one o'clock, it's like 13 o'clock. I do that. Oh, I'm not sure if you can see it here. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I do that. I use, I use a military time. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, li I like the, uh, I, don't, I don't know, that just cuts down on amb ambiguity, but I, I, I like our system for that. What, the, 20, uh, the 12 hour system? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> Thir 13 o'clock doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, uh, let me just test you really quickly. What is 17? That would be five o'clock. All right, not bad, not bad. Most people would take a long time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also don't like math. Yeah, that's true. I think that it's, it kind of getting... goes hand in hand with Americans. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's a, well, just getting back. I think America likes being different than the rest of the quota, the, the Western world. You know, I w we have this idea that we were founded by the rugged pioneers who went out and conquered the land and slaughtered the Native Americans. And for some <laughs> reason, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, we like to think that we are the most powerful nation in the world. And we take our pride in that, but our pride is kind of turning us ignorant. Mm -hmm. Not even turning us. We are ignorant as a nation. I mean, how many other, every, almost every other nation in the world t forces students to learn two languages. Yeah. And most countries, they know two languages. It's yeah. almost like here, they're ignorant. It's like, I'm American. I don't need to know any other language but English. And that is it. But actually, we speak American here, Christian. And we don't even have a, 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 a uh, what's it called, a set language in the United States. It's, the English isn't, the, isn't, it's just by default that it happens to be English. It, there's no law stating that it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Americans, are, I guess, are just very egocentric people. Um, I, I'd really like to get some more non-Americans on, uh, on this podcast to really, uh, I mean, you are lucky that a lot of your friends are minorities. Um, I mean, a, a handful. Um, I most of my Vermont friends are pretty much white across the board, and this is a very white place. 
Well, I went to Vermont, and yes, you are right. There's a <laughs> lot of white people there. It's a lot of white people. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't really do anything really about that. I mean, considering that the majority of Americans are white, I mean, that will change in the coming years. I remember talking to Matt Monterey, mm. who might be on the podcast in the future. It's this week, hopefully. Yeah, that eventually it, minorities might actually overcome and become the majority. It'll be the minority major, majority. Yeah. So, and it's just going to be that mixing is inevitably going to be a thing. I mean, we're still coming into this country one way or another, and but a lot of us are already set and established here. Mm-hmm. So, are, are you be, are you referring to you're referring to immigrants from Latin America? Oh, yes, Latin America. Uh, won't deny, but we get immigrants from more from more nations than I think even the, the United States realize. Mm-hmm. We have more illegal immigrants from Canada than we do from Mexico. I think. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It's it's the Vermont Canada border that that's especially troublesome. But then again, it goes to lead some more American ignorance that they just focus on the ones coming from the south, mm-hmm. when it's coming from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, like all people, I think we just, we just like having a scapegoat. And I, I really, I think it is easier to scapegoat someone that looks different than you, as shitty as that is. I, I think, like, the, bio, the, the hurdles you have to go through in your brain are just lower if someone is in one way or another different than you are. Which is sad. I guess that's a, maybe that's what what it means to be American in a sense. <laughs> to hate people of a different color? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've been doing it in our history throughout the entire time. We We're very good Native, at it. Yeah, we wiped out the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And what, what, when United. America sets its mind to something, it doesn't stop until it's the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just seems like in every period in history we got to be prejudiced against somebody mm-hmm. and it was so, the italians and then the uh, the irish mm-hmm. they got so, the japanese got massively fucked over in world war ii yeah. they got sent to internment camps and we like to pretend that we are the heroes in it that, and we that also had our own whitewashed history camps. Uh-huh. that's whitewashed history dude it's like oh yeah m- m- maybe you know, for a couple of years, we put some people of a certain uh, racial origin into a certain location. They were like summer camps, you know? Uh, <laughs> that was sarcasm in case it doesn't come across to anyone listening. <laughs> so th- this is actually, I guess, a kind of interesting question. So, um, well, I was going to say you were you're the child of, of immigrants. I your father is tech is is an American. He's from Puerto Rico, so he is an American. That's right. And he's part of the U.S. territory, and yes. even there was a big controversy about that a few years ago as well, as whether it even even counts. But yes, he is American. And your your mother is Peruvian. So how do you think your view of uh, and you were you and your brothers were all born in America? Is that correct? Yes, we're all first generation okay. Americans. How do you think your view of America and Americans is shaped by that of your parents? Well, very much so. I have a very mixed background. Even among a Latino, I am very mixed. Mm -hmm. I am Puerto Rican. I am Peruvian. 
that's already two mixes of different of different types of people and you can see that culture if you if you ever actually go to peru or puerto rico they're all latinos they're all hispanos but mm. they have vastly different cultures i mean those places are many many miles away from each other they're, yeah they're i mean puerto rico, puerto rico puerto rico is, is a, a small Caribbean island nation. yeah and um, near florida and peru is on is in western south america and even in and even in Peru, it is very different cultures in the own country because Peru is one of the most diverse, I would say one of the most diverse countries in the world, not really? by population. I'm talking about just environment. I've when I've been in the Peru, I have been in the Amazon, I have been in the desert, I have been in the mountains. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful places. Mm -hmm. I have climbed the Andes. And, and the I've ocean been, as well. They, it, it borders the Pacific mm -hmm. Ocean. And actually, I even went to, uh, I even spent some time in Guatemala. I have really? no family there. It's just that uh, my brother at the time was working in the, in, in the embassy there at the time. Oh, and so I got to spend, uh, I got to spend about a good two weeks there. Okay. Beautiful country, beautiful country, beautiful people. Uh, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of their cuisine. They definitely gave me food poisoning a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. That was like, you came, uh, you came into, into freshman year of high school, like 20 that was pounds lighter that, that, and that you're already peru. a small guy no i'm talking about that, that when i got when i got that bacterial infection that was in peru and that was my own fault entirely is okay. because i made the mistake of drinking the water even though I, apparently they told me massive warnings that there is problems with the plumbing to not drink the water like the tap water yes it's my like, dumbass drank the water like, only like drink uh bottled water yeah bottled what? water like yeah uh, bottled water or processed water. I mean, we still use the tap water for cooking, but we got to make sure we boil it. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like uh, what's been going on in Flint, Michigan is kind of just the status quo in, uh, in Peru. I think the plumbing system issue has been fixed already. In Peru? The most I think so. I believe. Okay. I, I don't think we fixed it in Flint yet. <laughs> I, I think no, I, I don't believe so either. I believe okay. it's still, we can still set the water on fire. We're, we're still, we're still, we're working on it. It's on the list. Um, but yes, uh, in Peru, a little fun story for you guys uh, to not, to take the idea. If you go to another country, don't drink the water is that when I went there, I caught a massive infection on my last week. And as a result, I could not eat food. I would have almost vomited immediately. And I suffered a lot of, uh, well, diarrhea. And because of that process, I am already a skinny guy. Back in high school, I used to weigh about, I would say, 110 to 15 pounds. And by the time I got back and I finally finished my illness, I weighed about 90. 90 pounds. Damn. Although I feel like my small weight is boy. pretty much regulated now. Although I'm still a small guy. I mean, I only weigh 124 pounds right now, and I'm 5'6". <laughs> that's a specific number. Did you weigh yourself today? Uh, no, I, uh, I weighed myself. Uh, I was weighed by a doctor a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I had, I had to get a physical. Okay. But yeah, no, I've, I, I, I'm, that's why I've been lucky. I've been blessed. I got to experience different cultures. I got to live in different parts of the world for brief moments, but it does open your eyes that you about going to different parts of the world, seeing different things outside of the eyes of the US and even being raised in such a different sort of manner than most Americans are. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not even gonna say most Americans, just Americans in general, just 
everyone has different ways of raising people. Yeah, I, I got that sense kind of in my, when I was in Israel for 10 days, just, just ha having that culture shock is I, I think really good for people. Just yeah. Acknowledge that your way of living is your way of living. It's a very specific way of living. Other people live entirely different lives and that's not right or wrong. It's just, it just is. Yeah, I completely, I, I completely agree with that. It's just that when you live in a country and you only stay in one country and you never get your chance to go out and see the differences, you, only, you kind of only think of yourself as being right, that this is the only right way to do this. Mm -hmm. Americans like to think that this is the only way that the, that, that, that is the right way, mm -hmm. because that's all they know. A lot of people don't actually, at least a lot of people in middle America never actually bother to even leave their hometowns. They stay there, isolated, okay. and all they see and hear is just what people have only been there have told them. They never got a different perspective. Mm -hmm. They never got to see how the other person lives. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to point your finger at them when they just start acting differently. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you. Um, there was a, so I remember you were talking about in the very beginning of this podcast, um, uh, uh, apps, video game apps on your phone. Wow, I forgot we were even on that. <laughs> uh, I, I really want to know about that. And I think that would be really interesting for the listeners. Do you want to uh, explain what the hell is going on there? Uh, sure, but what was the question again? Um, So uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll confess that we actually, we started this podcast um, two days ago and I was, I wasn't feeling well. So we, we uh, took a break. Um, you, you were, so Kristen's a little fuzzy on what we were talking about. So you, you had told me that there were um, these uh, games that you could play on your phone and you pay money for certain privileges and that you can, basically gamble on these games and so kids are just on their like mom's iphones gambling oh i'm sure you can find lots of lots of articles online about that it has become a very major issue and honestly i think the loot boxes should probably be banned or at the very least not accessible to children so like what, what kind of games are these and what way are these kids gambling is, is it literally and it's, not, it's and it's not even just kids it's adults as well yeah yeah, Anybody I worry more about the kids, obviously. Um, like, are they, is it like literally blackjack? Like these kids are playing blackjack on online through their mom's phones or what? what I mean, what? yeah, some, some games actually do that, do actually have literal direct gambling, even though they like to pretend that it's not. <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing is that, well, this was actually uh, happening. There was actually going to be another law in, uh, I think, Europe. I can't remember if it was London or not about trying to ban uh, loot boxes, EA was trying to explain why it was not gambling. They like to say, it's not gambling, it's surprise, uh, was it surprise, ah, damn it, surprise mechanics? Let me give me a second. Because it was so, it was so much lying that it, <laughs> surprise mechanics, yeah, that's exactly what the word, they called it surprise mechanic. The loot boxes are not gambling. 
It's surprise mechanics. That's how they tried to hide it while they were speaking before, uh, I guess, Parliament. Is that what they have there? I'm not, like I said, I'm an ignorant American as well. Par Parliament. <laughs> Yeah, I think a big part of American school should be around understanding different cultures. Um, and I, I didn't mean to bring it back to, to America. I kind of wanted to talk about... Yeah, no, I, I'll explain what the loot box system, uh, or not just even loot boxes, but just gambling itself is uh, when it comes to these games. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's not just mobile games. It's also, you know, console games, PC games. It's pretty much infecting everything. It's kind of really bugging down the video game industry a lot, or at least for us gamers, is that making a game is expensive. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to deny, especially with how technology is nowadays if you, and how expensive it is to make cutting-edge graphics and amazing environments and all this incredible work that these developers have to go through, and then publishers wanting to milk as much money as they physically can and implemented these in-game purchases. Sometimes you don't even get the full content of the game. Like DLCs is, uh, is, is a good example of that. See, back in the day, when you wanted to get a game, that was it. You paid your 60 bucks, you get the full game. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you pay your 60 bucks, you get part of the game. Mm -hmm. Almost, I would say like a good 90%, maybe 85% of it. And then you feel like, oh, it feels like there's something's missing. And then even before the game is, is even released, they're already announcing DLC, downloadable content packs. Like, here, get this extra level if you pre-purchase the game. And it's like, mm -hmm. if you already have that level, why is it not in the base game? Why is it not in the original game? Why do I have to buy it if it looks like you can already roll it out on release day? You're mm -hmm. already advertising for this. So that's how it started at first. And they're okay. still doing that even now. So then they, they, they went and discovered a new way to make even more money. So then they, so then they were sort of releasing, you know, character customizations, different mm -hmm. skins, different uh, appearances, different things like that. But with games like uh, Overwatch or, uh, well, I would say, uh, I would say even, uh, what's it called, Fortnite. To get a lot of these things, Fortnite doesn't have loot boxes. Overwatch did have loot boxes. I don't know if Fortnite had had a loot boxes or not, mm -hmm. but you would you can use in-game money that you can earn in-game. It it takes a while to grind for it since you know they want you to actually pay money to get those points. But okay. yes, you can pay real money to get these fake currencies to go and use these gambling system it's basically like a slot machine loot boxes okay you open the box and you get a random selection of items mm -hmm. some good some bad the the nicer the the the, the reward the harder it is to get mm -hmm. and when i played overwatch i did fall victim for this too i'm luckily enough i didn't spend that much money I, I, since I, I was working at the time and I knew already about the loot box system, but I had some money to burn. So it was more of a conscious decision, but I must've spent at least a hundred bucks outside of the $60 I already spent in Overwatch for different seasonal packs. I would buy the ability to open a hundred loot boxes every, uh, on C on when each new season came out and they had these new costume packs. So you're basically, you're paying to be able to use the slot machine. Yep. 
well. And this is uh, you, uh, now uh, kind of widespread in, in games. Almost, uh, I wouldn't say almost every, but a large majority of games now holds these things. And remember, kids have access to this stuff. Uh-huh. And they're spending actual real dollars, but they don't realize it because they're kids. Yeah. They, all they see is the flashing screens and the bright lights. And, ooh, I got, I got the new Sombra costume or... I got this, I got, I got the latest, uh, I got the latest uh, color swap. I just, just, just a lot of dumb things, but it's cool to them and their kids. They don't understand that they're spending real money. Mm-hmm. That's and, crazy. Uh, same thing's happening with EA FIFA. And oh my God, EA is absolute worst at, uh, absolute worst at this. They are, I don't know how much lawsuits and class action lawsuits they've come under that there are actually so many countries are now looking into this by the just the blatant the blatantness that EA does it. Mm-hmm. In FIFA, you can uh, uh, you can play as your favorite uh, you can play as your favorite sports teams and different things like that. But then they also have another option where you can play in you know, a rosters of people that you can get through uh, through these, I wouldn't say loot boxes, but like card packs or something like that. I don't really am familiar since I don't much care for sports games, but EA basically has it that the people are throwing so much dollars just so they can get their favorite football player. And it's an expensive. Some people have stated that they have spent $600 on this. Wow. Some people have spent a thousand dollars on this. The most extreme cases, people are spending fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. But I, a I, lot of it is it appeals to addictive personalities, and that's what EA says they don't want. Mm-hmm. But they want these people with these with these already problems getting into it. So what is it really is gambling, and EA tries its best to define it as not gambling well. because they're not getting an actual reward out of it. They're not getting cash, which is how current gambling laws are defined in most countries mm-hmm. because that's pretty much all that gambling was back in the day. But now gambling is starting to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not be getting a cash prize, but they are still getting some sort of reward, some sort of incentive. And that excites them, especially yeah. in their head. It triggers that gambling thing that people have when they go to a casino and they play craps or they play on the slot machines. And they toss money here and there. Oh, I'm only going to toss a little bit, but I could win a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I had no idea about that, but it, it makes total sense as video games merge with the internet and more and more possibilities, be, things become possible. More and more revenue streams become possible. And it only makes sense that those companies are going to, try to profit off of those, uh, those avenues, potentially um, the risk of exploiting their users. So that's, uh, that's, that's some crazy shit. Uh, That is the world we live in today. And it's only going to get more like this, not less. So uh, everyone get informed, I guess. (laughs) Well, if anything, I have to say, if any, if anyone here has children who play their games, check, I would say, check what your children are playing. Mm-hmm. See what they're doing. Is your credit card linked to their consoles or their, any other systems or, the mo- or on your mobile devices if they're playing with this? Mm-hmm. Check and make sure that they're not accidentally purchasing because children at that age, they just don't know. 
Yeah. Or at least not understand. And also a big thing I'd have to say is that check the ratings. That big ratings on the bo- on the bottom of the box is from the ES uh, the ESBR. It stands for what the game is going to be. Is it mm-hmm. violent? Is it sexual? A lot of parents don't don't check that as well, and they tend to, to seem to blame the game seem to blame the games for uh-huh. being like this when you're buying or you're letting your kids buy them. If yeah. you have an issue with what the kids are playing, how about you pay a little bit of attention and just see what they're playing? Yeah. Is also my recommendation. So just be a bit more vigilant and make sure your kids don't have access to your credit card. You got that, mom and dad? <laughs> for, for when my parents listen to this podcast and uh, think, think about their 26 and uh, almost 20-year-old sons and whether or not we should be allowed to play certain video games. Oh, I, I, I would still, I would still supervise Jason. <laughs> we, we, yeah, I want to just go back and just like, how much, uh, how much money are you spending on this right now? Uh, he's, he's not a big gamer, so I'm not too worried about that. That's good, at least. Yeah. Um, any, uh, any other shout outs you want to give? Any, uh, any pieces of information you want to get out there on the internet? Uh, Honestly, I kind of covered my piece. Uh, anything I would have to say is uh, keep yourself informed. Try to try to just even if it takes a little bit of time of your day, get yourself more informed on some of the political things that are happening in this country, as well as maybe familiar familiarize yourself with some stuff that are happening in the globe as well. Yeah, there, there's so some, 24 hours a day. You have to sleep for eight of them. That still leaves 16 hours. It only takes and, 30 minutes to be more, inf- it only takes one minute to be more informed than you were. Definitely. And well, stay safe out there, guys. Definitely protect yourself. Keep your masks on. <laughs> Wash your hands regularly. It's dangerous times right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we can all get through it if we just work together. Yeah. All right. This is uh this has been an awesome podcast. My first ever two-parter. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unintentional. Glad you're feeling better, Steinfeld. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to have you back on. Uh, I would love to have your mom on and and your dad to to talk about their experiences growing up and their own views of uh, of America coming from different places. So, um, yeah, anytime you or your family wants to come on, let me know. I'll float the idea by them. We'll see what they say. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Thanks for having me, Steinfeld.